Straw, her hair damp and reedy smelling, as though she had simply been swimming in the Hampstead Heath ponds instead of trying to drown herself there. The note was still on the counter. Patrick had been working late. She wasn't sure if she had failed to end her life because she was too lazy and non-committal. She hadn't tried hard enough. The gentle, shallow water hadn't tried hard enough either. It had bobbed her back up again and offered no helpful current. Perhaps, like the water, she was just too kind. It was kinder for everyone if she lived, wasn't it? All life, even a life as unimportant as hers, performed some kindness to those it touched. Wouldn't her husband, if no one else, appreciate this kindness? Or perhaps that was just vanity. She hadn't destroyed the note, but had smoothed it into their diary on the kitchen table, as one might a shopping list, or a love letter, or a poem. But Patrick had never noticed it, because he didn't make appointments, she supposed. She eventually screwed it up and put it into the recycling box, which Patrick did take care of, judiciously separating paper, glass, and plastic. He still didn't see it, or if he did, he saw it as just another piece of paper. Patrick, ironically for a medical professional whose job is to observe, seems to see very little indeed, at least when it comes to her. He persistently mistakes her for someone better than she is, as though his gaze stops just short of her. He frequently expresses his love for her, but the truth is, that he doesn't know her very well, and she is sure that should he need to fill out a missing persons form, he would be distressed to realise that he doesn't know her height, her weight, her dress size. He would possibly even be unsure of her exact age and birthday, although he would probably get her hair and eyes right, as she has the same hair and eyes as almost every woman of Bengali descent. She imagines him filling out this part of the form with confidence, with relief even. Hair, black. Eyes, brown. She didn't leave a note this time, as she has no idea what she would have put in it, apart from saying that she had left. But her absence would do this anyway, wouldn't it? Was it possible that Patrick would come home and go to work and come home and go to work, and not notice until the weekend that she was missing, assuming that she was out shopping or working late in the faculty library, especially as she has recently been in the business of avoiding him in order to steer clear of the difficult conversation about babies that he seems so intent on pursuing. Was she wrong in assuming that her absence would be more noticeable than her presence? They live parallel, independent lives, and have always done so. He complains that even when she's in, she's out. When at home, she supposes that she is not much more than a small creature curled indifferently on the sofa, or in the bath, or in the corner of the bed, scrawling in her notebooks with a quiet, persistent scratching, working on her laptop with a quiet, persistent tapping, but otherwise barely there, without a height or a weight or a dress size worth recalling. 
She supposes that such a note should say the truth about why she is leaving, but there is no larger truth. There is nothing significant. There is no big, important question to be answered. She has not had an affair. She is not in trouble with the law or in debt. She does not hate him or dislike him at all. Like most couples, they fight and bicker all the time about the ridiculous minutiae of their shared life, who last loaded the dishwasher and where the toilet roll should be stored. They argue about her refusal, thus far, to consider pregnancy and whether to spend Christmas with the in-laws. There is really nothing but the trivial problems of the everyday, and to other people, she looks like nothing so much as an ordinary woman, recently married, as yet childless, with ordinary...